Welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. In this picture, I'm pointing to a little spot there that we found where they sealed the stone. They put a pin of iron, they dated it back to where they found that it is really, really old, old iron. It's an old iron pin that's broke, it's been shearn off. It was shore off because of the power that exploded when Jesus came out of that tomb. Pilate said, seal the thing, make sure this thing does never open. We do not want to believe that there is so much power in this so-called Jesus because he was such an offense. And furthermore, I put a, I put a, a, a sentence on him that he should be given to the Jews and that he should die. Or be given to the Romans, sorry. And that he should die, even though I classify him as king of the Jews. And he put it on top of the cross. King of the Jews. But I want this man sealed so that nobody can ever open him up because I somewhat doubt that he is the Messiah that can bring life and light to my circumstances and to a dark world. Just look at this. Verse Luke chapter 24, starting in 1. Now I'm going to read 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 11, 12, 22, and 23. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher bringing spices. Oh my. How many of us see somebody in a tomb, in a place of death, and we just want to add a little good smelling stuff? Not resurrection, just something that makes him smell. I want that death, that mess that you're experiencing, I just want to put a little bit of spice on you, yeah? It won't bring life to you. I want to sympathize with it by just making you feel a little bit good. Just a little bit. It's not proper English, but a little bit good. This is what they did. Now, you might say, well, you're being cruel by saying these things because they loved him. I understand that, but I'm taking this over into what we often do. We see somebody that is in desperate need, or we see somebody that's in prison, and we just want to add a little spice to their life, put a little flower on top of that tomb. But you know what's not going to make him come out of that tomb? You want to speak life? That's what brings them out. Hallelujah. Which they had prepared, and certain others with them, and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not only the body, they found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Verse 5. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? I want to interrupt here a little bit. Why do you seek the living among the dead? There's people somehow, when you are in prison, when you're wrapped up in your own little prison, your own little pity party, if I can say it that way, it's the way it works. And your own little, I think my wife used to say, poor little me, poor little me, 
That we, you know, people that are in this condition, this poor little me, everybody else had it nice, but I do not have it nice. You're in a prison. You're in a prison. Then why do you seek the living among the dead? Where are you searching for the life that you're looking for? Are you looking amongst the dead? The ones that only give spices? Or are you looking for those that offer life? I speak to you today on this. Whatever your condition is, who are you listening to? What are you listening to? Someone that discourages you even further? Or do you look for those that have life? We have to admit that. Who is somebody in your life that has added life to you? You can hear that. Who is somebody that you have in your life that just tombs you up? They add little spices in your life. And it can be family here. Listen. Take an estimation of what you're listening to and what you're saying. Or you'll find yourself in a tomb. Verse 5. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? This is what the angels said, or whoever was attending. Verse 11. And their words seemed to them as idle tales. They said, Jesus is alive. He is not dead. He is not in the grave. So what? It seemed like an idle tale. Is there so much power in Jesus? It's an idle tale. Come on. I've heard that from young Ona. It's an idle tale. You see, when you are entombed, you hear Jesus, he's an idle tale. Work for somebody else, doesn't work for me. I hear testimonies of other people, it doesn't work for me. It's like an idle tale. It's like something I've heard everybody else hear, everybody else heard it, but I am hopeless. That's right, because you're dead. You're in a situation. You're in an encased area. You're in a tomb. You need not to see the word of Jesus as an idle tale. And they believed them not. Verse 12. Then arose Peter and ran into the sepulcher, and stooping down, he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves. See, when G and he departed wondering in himself at that which shall come to pass. See, when Jesus came out of the tomb, the resurrection of the tomb of Jesus, there was nothing wrapped around the face. There was nothing wrapped around the feet. There was nothing wrapped around the arms. He came out of there. He, he left everything that was binding him up, that they bound him up with, maybe in respect, but he left it there. He folded it to the side, and whew, he came out of that tomb. The resurrection from the dead that the Bible talks about which is done by the power of the Holy Spirit, will not leave you with things around your eyes. It will not leave you that you cannot walk. It is an escape out of the old sin-messed world that you have been encased in. It is a, a deliverance, a mighty deliverance. That's the deliverance of Jesus. That's the difference between the tomb of Jonah, which Jonah, you never hear from him after that. He had that one message in Nineveh. He got angry afterwards. God didn't use him as far as we know after that. All right? And the tomb of Lazarus. Lazarus came out of the tomb. 
And he lived for a little bit. We lost record of him. But Jesus, but Jesus, this tomb, Jesus came out of this tomb and he is still alive. He is living today. He's at the Father's right hand. He's totally in charge. Verse 12, verse 22. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early in the sepulcher. Verse 23, and when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said he was alive. Now let me go back to a verse I read earlier in Matthew chapter 27, verse 65. Pilate said unto them, you have a watch, go your way, make it sure as you can. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. You see, they placed every strategy of power that a king could have over Jerusalem. Pilate had everything in his, in his strength to make sure that this Jesus will not come out of the grave. He said, put a watch there, seal the, seal the, seal the tomb, take the hole that you see over here. I believe personally that it blew out of there when the power of God came to Jesus. And it came out of there through the Holy Spirit that they later went and put stones back in because the hole is out open. There was nothing to restrict it. Seal that tomb. <coughs> Excuse me. Seal that tomb with the best seal you have. Put the best men in military. Put them at the tomb and make sure that this man, Jesus, that, he, that they call the Son of God, the Messiah, make sure that he never escapes out of here, but that he rots in there and that his bones stay in there. And after three days, out from the grave, up from the grave, he arose. And he came out of that hole. It didn't matter. The most kingly man, king that was in that day, in existence of all the highest people in the nation, in the world, they put their best seal on that one to make sure that this man, Jesus, can never raise from the dead. But when Jesus came out of there, he came out and he has been king of kings. He is a king greater than the kings that sealed that tomb. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. And we read about it later on in the book of Revelation. There he goes riding on a white horse. And it says his vesture was dipped in blood. And he said also that he was the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is my Jesus. He is your deliverer. He is your God. He is your hope. That's our Jesus. He's not in prison. And he takes everybody out of prison. He takes them all out of prison because out from that grave, Jesus is not there anymore. He left the place. I walked into that place. I took that picture. I walked into that place and I looked where they say he was laying. He was not there anymore. I've been there several times and he is not there anymore. Where is he? Don't tell me that if you have Jesus, you're in a prison. He's not there. Either you don't have Jesus, or maybe you've been set free and you don't know it because of what you've been listening to. People have given hopeless words to you and told you that the situation, circumstance you're in right now is a hopeless one. But remember, you're in Jesus. You are in the resurrected one. If you are in Jesus... 
and his spirit is in you, or if you're in Jesus, you're not going to be in no tomb. And I believe, if I can say it this way, in the beginning verse that I read, when God spoke to the Ephraimites, which we are Ephraimites, when God spoke to the Ephraimites, he said, I've called you out of this. I made every provision even back before Jesus was. I've set you free. I've cleansed you. I've done all these things, but you didn't know it. And today, to come out of your prison is a recognition of that. It is a recognition of that. It is one day. You'll say that, yeah, but this happened to me. This happened to me. It doesn't matter what happened to you. You're still here, and you're not in any grave that I can see. Even if you'd be in a grave that I can see, that is cased in and completely dark, there's hope for you. Because if you're in Jesus, you're coming out of there. You're not going to sit in there. You're not going to sit in there. You're going to come right out in the name of Jesus. I declare it upon your soul. You're going to come right out of your prison. I declare it upon your darkness and the soul, wherever you are, there is hope for you. You're going to live and you will not die. You will live as declares the prophet and not die and declare the work of the Lord. Because of who Jesus is. He is a power. He is the resurrection of the dead. He is in you. There is resurrection power in you. It's the Holy Ghost. You come right out of that grave. You will. Amen. Don't say you have Jesus and you're not experiencing resurrection. Because you will. Hallelujah. I want to read some things here. I want to turn to Revelation chapter 19, read some verses here in the very close. Revelation chapter 19, verse 6. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and the voice of many waters, and as a voice of mighty thunderings, and saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad in the church. We hope you've been inspired and changed by today's message. If you wish to listen to today's message, or for other audio and video resources from the preaching ministry of Wayne Weaver, please visit ministriesofwayneweaver.com.